You're listening to WNHH 103.5 FM. This is The Table Underground, and I'm your host, Hagen Engel. There's a wave of cool new books for kids that feature stories about girls and women portrayed as smart, inventive, strong, and important. These are a far cry from the princess books of years past, and they're having an impact on how girls are seeing themselves and understanding the role of women and girls in history and the world today. I know this because I have watched firsthand how my 10-year-old daughter takes pride in important women in history, many of whom are also black, brown, and Asian, and many of whom I had never heard about. The importance of seeing girls and women and black and brown people in books cannot be understated. So who better to have on the show today than my own daughter, Tomi Saila Engel Halfkenny, to share her passions for these new girl power books. Tomi, welcome to the Table Underground. Hi, Mom. Hi, thanks for being here. Yeah. So one of my oldest memories of you, you were like six or eight months old and you were sitting up, but certainly not reading, not even crawling yet. And you were sitting in the living room pulling all of the kids' books off the shelf, piled around you like dozens and dozens of books, and you would just flip through the pages and look at them. So I feel like you have this inborn love of reading in books. Do you feel like that? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you super love reading, and I have to tell (laughs) you to put down your books so that you can brush your teeth and eat your breakfast and get ready for school. So we certainly have a blessing that you love to read, right? Mm, Yeah. And not all kids love to read Not all kids have that many books around like that, but you certainly do. And recently we have all these new books that are pretty cool. And one in particular, I remember a few years ago, we were in a bookstore. Is that one of our favorite pastimes? Yes. (laughs) And we saw this book called Strong is the New Pretty. And you begged for this book, right? And... Tell me a little bit. You begged to have this as a gift for Hanukkah or your birthday. I don't remember. Tell me what it was about this book, Strong is the New Pretty by Kate T. Parker. What is it about this book that you were so excited about? Well, just like it's all about girls who are like awesome and strong and like showing who they really are, not just like who they pretend to be Mm -hmm. and like showing all of their real emotions and what really happens. Um, And it's all about girl power, which, as you know, I love. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cool. And so this is a book that has photographs of girls, of real girls around the world. And then it has a quote from each one about something that they said about themselves. So can you tell us one of the first ones in the book that you really like? So one of my favorites, is um is i think girls everywhere should focus way more on who they are inside and way less on what they look like outside i found a lot of strength in just not caring lake water hair don't care and then it shows this really awesome picture and what's the picture of of the girl um with lake water hair so she's, it's a picture of her. She was just swimming and she just came out of the water and the, her hair's all in her face. So she's saying she doesn't really care yeah. about being like messy and yeah. and like she doesn't feel like she has to look perfect. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you like about that? It makes me think of like when I was just at camp mm-hmm. um, of like how much we didn't have to focus on our appearances because everyone we knew there was super friendly and nice and we didn't really care what we looked like. 
And so you just went to a sleepover camp that was for 10 days. It was your first time at sleepaway camp. Yeah. And it was an all-girl camp. In, and it was a, a lot of focus on taking pride in yourself as a girl and in the future as a woman, but not about just being pretty and yeah. stuff like that. And so yeah. you said they had something there called body talk or they, what does that yeah. mean? So body talk was like, not like if someone said, oh, I really like your shirt. Like that's a compliment, but that would be body talk. So like we're trying to not focus on appearances and more focus on what you were like on the inside so you tried not to do body talk and what have you noticed about since at camp you were doing no body talk not talking about appearances but more about like who people are yeah and so what have you noticed in like the week or so that you've been back from camp that um that doesn't that body talk happens a lot more um in all of the time that i've been back which hasn't been very long um it i've had like i've been noticing so many different people doing body talk and like that's not a bad thing like, what, what do you notice they're like, compliments, what kind of but just like around somewhere just like, like if we were like going around downtown just yeah. like i would notice somebody saying oh i like your hair or i like your eyes or I like your shirts and I'm just like in my head I'm just like bing body talk <laughs> it is one of the first things that everybody says to you right oh yeah. you're so pretty you have such nice eyes or you have yeah. a cool haircut or something so it really is and and I think that that's something that happens to girls a lot I mean it happens to everybody but in particular it's the thing that happens to girls and that I think is a lot of the reason why they made this book called strong is the new pretty which is instead of focusing on girls being pretty it's about thinking about them being strong and smart and like all these other powerful right so what are some of the other um other pictures here another one is about this other girl um and she is wearing a she has a she has um lacrosse equipment on and um the quote is I can do all of the same things as my brother. I just think I do them better. <laughs> what do you like about that? Um I like I think it says like girls can do the same things as boys, but they can do them better. Yeah, always. Always. <laughs> and, and what about this one? This, this is one a picture. Is a really beautiful picture. Yeah, tell me about um, the picture. It has um, this girl, um, so she's in a water her, fountain and she yeah. had her hair in the water and then she's like flicking it back. So we see the water yeah. spraying all over the place. Yeah. And, um, and then, oh, it's actually from a fire hydrant yeah. on the street. So what, what's the quote here? Um, my friends say I'm crazy, but I'm just me. And I really like that because you're just like, no matter what other people think about you, as long as you like yourself, you're fine. Does that feel hard sometimes to not care about what other people think about you? Yeah. Why does yeah. that feel hard? It's like you're not sure how it's to explain. It's kind of like it. the saying, "Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me." Mm-hmm. How false that is! Because words are actually like one of the things that hurt you the most. Mm. Like. Yeah. Not physically, but like emotionally mm-hmm. or even physically sometimes. Yeah. Will. It's really powerful. 
sometimes even the emotions then hurt you physically, yeah. right? It's true. Yeah. It's true. So, you know, it's interesting. You're reminding me that when, you know, right now is in the summer, but during the school year, you often come home and talk a lot about things that mostly boys, but just that kids say at school about girls and that it really bothers you. Can you tell me, like, what are some of those things that happen at school? Well, um, sometimes during gym, the boys in my class will, if we're doing teams, the boys in my class will say, hey, why don't we do boys against girls? And then I usually always hear some boy in the background whispering. Yeah, and then the boys will win easily. Mm. I just get really annoyed at that because usually the girls don't actually get a chance to really be able to play because the boys don't believe that they're strong enough or they're able to do this. So then even if they are really good, they don't actually get a chance to actually show that they are because say we were playing Gaga. Mm -hmm. All of the boys try to get them out no matter how good they are because the boys think or the boys try to get each other out because then um, if they try and get the people who are harder to get out, which isn't actually true, um, then they'll have an easier time getting out the girls. Mm. But there is something that's good about that because if they think that you aren't good enough and they get all the other boys out and then they're against you Mm -hmm. and you're really good at it, you have a really easy time getting them out and then you win. Yeah. (laughs) That's fun. So I know sometimes at school, like, um, kids have said to you, like, you're not fast enough or strong enough or smart enough or something like that. And and you feel like that's really unfair because you feel like they're saying that to you, like, because you're yeah. a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember at your birthday party, you had like a whole talk with a bunch of boys about this. You guys ended and up the girls. and the girls. Right. So the other girls and then the boys also had this whole talk about that. How did that feel to finally get to that felt really good? What did you what happened at that talk? Um, we, what happened is, so the girls expressed, and me, we all expressed, like, what we were feeling, and then the boys would ask questions about that, and then we would be able to talk about that and get deeper into that. So then we would be able to try and figure out ways that we could resolve that and stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys all started like yelling at each yeah. other at once because everyone was so excited yeah. and the boys yeah. sort of felt like yeah. you were attacking them or saying. So we had like a little thing that we passed around so people yeah. could have like whoever was holding it could talk and we did it in a circle mm-hmm. so everyone got a turn to talk. And at the end, did you feel like the boys actually heard some of the things that yeah. you were saying that yeah, you and the definitely. other girls were saying? Yeah. Yeah. Did that help a little bit? Yeah, that definitely did. Do you think it would be good at school for kids to get to talk about this stuff more about mm-hmm. like girl power stuff and about also yeah. about like race and skin color yeah. stuff? That yeah. Helped. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll talk some more about that. So there's one more quote in this book, The Strong is a New Pretty Book. Do you want to read this one? What is this? This is this one. So it's a picture of a girl with a ball in her hand on a field. Yeah. What does so it, say? it says, Satisfaction is working hard, not giving up, and having heart and will. Mm. 
How does that make you feel when you read that? Happy. Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. So how? why do you love this book? It's just like, as I said before, all about girl power. And I love having girl power around. And it's all about, again, as I said earlier, girls showing who they really are, mm-hmm. not just showing who they pretend to be. Okay, so your first recommendation for your summer reading list for girl power books is Strong is the New Pretty by Kate T. Parker. All the way. Okay. And we want to encourage people to support your local and independent bookstores as much as possible um, when you're finding all these books. So speaking about independent bookstores, these next two books are pretty cool because they are published by an independent publishing company. They're called Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, number one, and Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, number two. And they are published, the money to publish these books actually came through a Kickstarter campaign, and it's from two women, Francesca, Francesca Cavallo and Elena Favilli, and they have a company called Timbuktu, which is an independent publishing company. So these books and a lot of the info in these books actually came from the public donating money and ideas. So the structure of these books is that there is a collage portrait of a, like an artistic portrait of a woman in history or either past history or current history and a one page, oh, sorry, Tomi's correcting me. What should I say? Not history. Her story. Okay. Women (laughs) in her history. You're really big on saying that. Yep. So, um, and then it has a one page written piece with really interesting facts and stories about that person. So are, what do you think of these books? How do I, they make you feel? I, I think they're really cool because um, they show all of these women and girls um, in the present mm-hmm. or in history or her story um, and what they did. Like, Let's start with this one here. Yeah. So, so w- this is one of the first ones that you picked. Her name is Anne Makosinski. And why did you pick her as someone you wanted to talk about? So she is a inventor. Um, and she, her friend, um, didn't, wasn't able to study when it was dark because her house didn't have electricity. So um, her and Anne talked about it and um and decided to try and fix it so so what did she invent she invented something that she calls the hollow flashlight and she calls it that because it was made out of a hollow aluminum tube um, and what's really and special about this flashlight it's the only flashlight that that doesn't have to be run on batteries solar power or wind Powered by body heat. That is so cool. So she's also a pretty young person. She was born in 1997 and she's from Canada. So she invented, as a young person, invented the first body heat uh, powered flashlight. Yeah. That's super cool. So even if you had a solar power one, you have to have some sunlight, right? So yeah. this is really cool. Yeah. So another person that you picked in this book was Miss Nina Simone. Yes. Very famous singer and jazz musician. Why did you pick Nina Simone? She's a really amazing singer and she's so talented. And she's really amazing. Um, 
when she was three. Um, so tell us without reading. So when you she can, was three, yeah. Nina, um, well, while her mom was at church, Nina climbed up onto the organ bench and learned to play. And learned to play, "God be with you till we meet again." Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she was five, um, one um someone offered to. Um, are you forgetting because you're not you're trying to read the story? <laughs> Someone offered to pay for piano lessons. Okay. For Nina, and then um, she wanted to become a classical pianist. And one of the things that I think you mentioned that was really important is that she was really outspoken about racism and prejudice yeah. and how yeah. negatively it affected Black people. Mm-hmm. And um, and she said this quote here that you read to me earlier. This part, we want to read that to us. The worst thing about that kind of prejudice, prejudice, she said, is that while you feel hurt and angry and all the rest of it, it feeds your self-doubt. You start thinking, perhaps I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And so she wrote some really special songs like Brown Baby and Young Gifted and Black and some other songs that are really important. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And so I'm curious, you know, you are a mixed kid right you're like a light-skinned mixed girl and um your dad is black and i'm white and jewish and mm-hmm. yep how is that for you at school like or in in your life like how do how do you feel in the world around that well unless they see me with my dad they don't really believe that i'm they don't really believe that i'm mixed they mm-hmm. just think that I'm white and find that annoying that I have to be with someone who is who is black um, for them to believe it. Or if, like, sometimes they don't think that, um, they don't think that he's my actual dad because sometimes they say, oh, you look so much like your dad, but sometimes... They they don't think that mm. it's hard. Yeah, I can imagine that. So, in that way, does it feel really important to you when you have books that they have um, representation of people of all different skin colors and cultures, so that you don't feel like yeah. you just have books yeah. that are just white people yeah, in them? Definitely. Yeah. Do you think that's important? Yeah. 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 So not just representations of girls and women, but also people of different races, which is something yeah, that's definitely yeah, that's something that's that we really love about a lot of these books that we're sharing is that more than in the past, um, there is a lot more racial diversity in the people who are represented in these books, um, and yeah. so I think that that's like definitely a positive step forward mm-hmm. too, without question. Super important that people feel seen, and and it's actually really why I wanted you to be on the show with me today because. I think that um, I didn't want to have like a book expert on the show who was like a grown up talking about kid books. I think it's mm-hmm. super important that a kid is talking about kid books. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think so too? Yeah. Yeah. You have like really special things <laughs> to say. And I think that that's like an important part of doing work around like um, equity around race and around gender and around age and all different things mm-hmm. is that people need to be able to speak for themselves. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Yeah. So 
There is one more story here in your Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls book. And can you tell us who this story is? Sonia Sotomayor. Sonia Sotomayor. And she is one of our Supreme Court justices. And what did you like about this story about her? Um, At first, um, she loved, loved to read Nancy Drew. And she wanted to originally be a detective. Mm -hmm. But um, then... She saw Perry Mason, and um, she was diagnosed with diabetes, and she was told, you can't be a detective. So she said, okay, I'll be a lawyer like Perry Mason. And then later. And then later, she (laughs) she, did. She did, and she became one of the most important lawyers and judges in our country. And she is a Puerto Rican woman, um, and so that is really cool, too. so that is in Goodnight Rebel Girls 2. And did that inspire you to then go check out what are Nancy Drew books? Yes. Yeah. So we had some in the house, which you had not actually touched yet. And then well, you... Well, kind of, but not kind really. Of? Okay. <laughs> well, you, I've noticed you reading them a lot recently. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty cool. All right. So our next book's up. There are two books. One is called Women in Science, 50 Fearless Pioneers Who Changed the World. And the other one is Women in Sports, 50 Fearless fearless athletes who played to win and they are both written by rachel ignatovsky i did not say that very well she's an interesting last name so let's check this one out because you know one of the things that i have noticed about you reading all these books is that you suddenly have so much information about people that i don't have at all i'm like 30 years older than you more than 30 years older and i you'll be like did you know that Ada Lovelace did blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, who's that? What did she do? Really? That's true. <laughs> and you have, you've learned a lot of that in these books. And I just think that's amazing. What do yeah. you, where, like, th- is this, when you read these, does this information just stick in your head? Yep. That's pretty cool. Also because I've read them like a thousand times. So, so you just keep reading them helps. over and over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is really important because like in school, you learn history in school, but you often only learn a very limited history. Yep. Yeah, mostly like very few things. And, and mostly history, not history. Yes, and mostly history about, or history, if it is history, or history about, about white folks and only about very particular things. So these books yeah. have a lot of other info. Yeah. So who's the first person in this um, Women in Science book that you wanted to talk about? So this one, as you said, is Ada Lovelace. And what's cool about her? Um, I think that she's really awesome because she was the first person to ever have the I- the original idea for a computer. And she um, was the first person to, she wrote the first code ever. Mm. Um, and then what happened? How come we don't know about her? Because... Um, her work isn't really very famous because she was working with a man. Um, so, yeah. And did he take her ideas? No. Who? So I think that um, that was somebody else. Yeah. All right. So yeah. we just don't know about her very much because the man who she was working with took all the credit. So these well, books. He didn't take the credit, but he was the person who was known for it. Okay. Well, that's what I mean by taking the credit. Yeah. So these books have also like an artistic representation of the person and then one page of information. 
I like this book also because it has a whole bunch of cool quotes that are all mm-hmm. around it, which even if, if a kid doesn't want to read like the whole long um, page, they could just read the quotes and the little illustrations around yeah. the edge and get a lot of information from that. So that I think helps this book be interesting for kids of different ages too, because it's mm-hmm. it's like if you're a younger reader, um, that it's still there's still more to get to. So mm-hmm. the next yep. person who was this? She's a geneticist, and her name is Nettie Stevens. And what did you like about her? Um, so she was the person who figured out about XY chromosomes, and um, her she um figured out about them around the same time as, but before, around the same time as another sign, um, another. Another male scientist. Yes, right. Um, who thought that um, the gender also had something to do with the environment. But Nettie figured out that that was not true. Um, and she said, nope, it's right down to the chromosomes. To the and chromosomes. she was right. Well, this is like super important scientific discoveries and probably very few people have ever heard of her. And yeah. another person you chose was Alice Ball. Yes. Yeah, what so was important about her? She's a chemist. Um she um she discovered the cure um for leprosy, right? Leprosy, mm-hmm. yeah. Um and she figured out that if you um extracted the, the acids from um like a, a special, special kind of tree mm-hmm. um that and mixed them with water you could inject them because um sometimes without doing that before she discovered that sometimes it would work and sometimes it wouldn't and her question was why doesn't it work all the time um, but she isn't, she wasn't known for it until pretty recently um, because a man, um, her work wasn't very famous, um, but um, a man had discovered her work and he decided, because not many people had heard of it, to take it up as his own. Mm. Um, but then people discovered that he wasn't correct. Um, right. And then... Um, Every um, four years, February 29th, is um, Alice Ball Day. That's so, really cool. Yeah. So they did end up, In end up naming it for her finally, eventually, yes, finally. even though he tried to steal it Ball first. Method, yeah. So the last thing that we're going to do from one of these books is the Women in Sports book. And this is an interesting story that I think actually takes shape in a lot of different ways like the thing that happens in this story happens yeah. a lot of times in these books to women in mm-hmm. history so can you tell us who this person is story. her story sorry mm-hmm. um so Sue's- this is sue sally hale um and she's a polo player or was a polo player um she at first she wasn't allowed to go into the uspa um and compete there the uspa is the United States Polo Association mm-hmm. um, because she was a woman. So, so what she do? What she did was she dressed up in drag um, and disguised herself as a man who she then named um, Mr. A. Jones um, <laughs> who competed and then disappeared right after a race. And then as herself 
um, Sue Sally would then go to the after celebrations and she would have she would um overhear the other competitors or other people talking about how well Mr. Jones did. Um, and so eventually, did she tell them who so she was? So when the USPA um, said, no, we aren't, we still aren't going to allow you to compete, um, she said that if they didn't let other women and her compete um, and play polo in that club, um, that she would tell the public and everyone else that um, she had been disguising herself as Mr. A. Jones this entire time and had them fooled. And that pushed it over the line. So then they had to let that let her and other women yeah. play polo. That's cool. So how does that make you feel like learning about that women couldn't even play sports or like do any of these amazing science things in really in public that people weren't accepting it? It makes me feel annoyed and but I'm happy that that's partially over. Partially over. But you're aware that it's not totally over. Yes. yes I yeah, am. that's good. So I'm just going to quickly mention two other books. Um, there are actually three books. So there's a really cool uh, set of books called Rad, Rad American Women A to Z, Rebels, Trailblazers, Rebels, Trailblazers, and Visionaries Who Shaped Our History and Our Future, and also Rad Women Worldwide. Those are by Kate Schatz. So that's another um, really cool set of books people can check out. And another one we have is called Fight Like a Girl, 50 Feminists Who Change the World. So those are kind of similar books. And I think it's pretty exciting. I'm sure there's a ton of other ones too, but it's pretty exciting um, how many books there are out there that are helping um, hopefully girls and boys, men and women to get a lot more information about women in history yeah. and in the present yeah. day. Yep. So you are listening to WNHH 103.5 FM. This is The Table Underground, and I'm your host, Tegan Engel. And we are joined by Ms. Tomi Sela Engel Halfkenny, talking about girl power books and awesome summer reading. Tomi, are you ready to go on to the next thing? Yep. All right. We're going to take a quick break from books and move on to a very cool magazine. So we do you remember how we first found out about this? Who told us about this? Um. One of our friends. Mama Leah, Leah Penniman of Soulfire Farm, who is a amazing, awesome, radical woman in current history as well. Yeah. Um, dear friend of ours gave this as a gift to Tommy for her birthday. So mm-hmm. tell us a little about New Moon Girls magazine. What, what's this on the front here? So um, New Moon Girls is um, on the front of, I think, all of the magazines, um, there's a little thing that says it's girl created, and that's true. Most of the, um, if not all of the things in the magazine are girl created or women created. Um, and this one was for November and December of 2017. And first they have the table of contents, where they show like all of the things that are in the magazine, um, and then they have um, a section called Girl Talk, where they have um, something that says "Meet a Moon Girl," and um, it has like a 
small um, biography of someone who is in the New Moon Girl community. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you get to learn about girls in the New Moon Girl community. And then are there letters in here as well that people write in, like questions? Yeah, there's Ask a Girl. And so then um, who who answers them? Girls, um, you ask the question um, and then you put, uh, put it up on the website and other girls will answer it. And sometimes they get put in the magazine. And do you think that's cool that it's other girls answering it and yeah. not yeah. grownups? That's a yeah. pretty that's a pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. So I really love like this one has a lot of really progressive things in it. So, for example, on the cover, um, there's a, a young black girl with a shirt that says I am black history. And she has her hand raised in a in a fist. And it um, talks. There's a, a story about Flint, Michigan and girls who are fighting and, and just really cool things that girls around the world are doing. So do you find this magazine inspiring? Mm-hmm. What, like, what do you find inspiring about this? Um, it just has like, again, it's kind of like strong as the new pretty. Um, it has like all of the girls being themselves and also like talking about, issues in the real world and how to solve them step by step yeah that's a cool thing because it's like very relevant to your life the things that they're talking about and it takes different perspectives so it can be like girls with different life experiences that Mm -hmm. can help so that magazine is called new moon girls and i think even some of our public libraries in new haven have that magazine Mm -hmm. and um people can also order it online um you know, we have a little a little message sent in here from your dad. Uh, he is listening live and has a question mm-hmm. for you. So he wanted to know um, about how do you feel about the fact that he has two questions for you. So women who didn't stop, even though society wasn't uh, wasn't accepting them. What do you think about that? Or how do you feel about that? I feel like that's really awesome because like. They didn't really care, like so what i'm still gonna be doing this you guys can't stop me from doing what i think is right and what i want to do and do you think about that in your life sometimes yeah i feel like i hear you say that a lot like i am gonna do this even if people even if kids at school say i'm like too slow or not strong enough i'm gonna like do push-ups and get stronger i'm gonna i'm gonna show them yeah (laughs) so he wrote in with one other question for you, which is, um, are there women in your life that you know who are inspiring you and who you think of as girl power women? Well, there's you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, most of the teachers that I've had are girls and women. Mm-hmm. So them, um, the science teacher... Um, at, at your school? Our school. Who's your science teacher? Miss Davis. Miss Davis. Why, yeah. She is so awesome. <clears throat> Why does she inspire you? She has like how many kids? Three kids. She's three kids and is also a science teacher. Um, and she also helps do the science fair. So that's like a whole bunch of amazing things 
while she's also a parent. Mm-hmm. And she has three little kids. Yeah. Do you know that she also went to graduate school um, wh- while she was teaching full time and got her master's, Whoa. finished her master's degree? I know. And she's a black woman from this area and is just like really cool. I think she is very, she inspires me too. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. All right. So we're going to go into some chapter books now. So we were talking more about books that are like nonfiction books. And we're going to go into some chapter books. So you have here a Nicholas Flamel book. Yes. Can you tell us why so do you like these this, books and why are they girl power books? So this series is The Secrets of the Immortal Nicholas Flamel. Um, it's by Michael Scott. Um, and they aren't really super duper focused on girl power as the other books and magazine um in magazines are um but it's about um i think that they do have some girl power in it because sophie um one of the main characters um has lots and lots and lots and lots of magic she the story is about um magic and and is she like a really powerful she's, character in the book? She's extremely powerful. She's learned all of the elements, all the um, elements that, all of the uh, magic elements um, to be able to cast spells and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she's more of a sorceress, but also Pernell Flamel, um, Nicholas Flamel's wife, mm-hmm. um, is more feared and is more powerful than nicholas himself yeah so it's really awesome it's cool so you have a book where the two the two two of the strongest characters in the book the most powerful characters are both women one a girl and one a grown-up woman yeah so that's cool because it it is true like a lot of times there's girls in books but it might be like one girl and all the rest are boys or they might not be as powerful so that's a cool thing so what's the next chapter book? the next one is the sisters grim um yes it's um, by Michael Buckley. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's the third one in the series. It's called The Problem Child. And this one's about Red Riding Hood. So this is um, based on the Grimm's fairy tales, a kind of classic yeah. fairy tales. But what's so different about this? It's the sisters Grimm, not the brothers Grimm. So it's the descendants of the brothers. Um, and, th- um, they're the only sisters so mm-hmm. far um, in the family. And so the story the sort of happens so, with them. Yeah. So um, their parents disappeared. And mm-hmm. then they um, had to go into the orphanage. Um, and they had a really mean caretaker. Mm. Um, but the story is Called Miss Smirt. Of- mm-hmm. But it's all about like... The two girls are named Sabrina and Daphne, mm-hmm. and the grandma is Relda Grimm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've been reading this whole series of yeah. Grimm's books, and are yeah. they like really exciting the way they're written? Yeah, they're yeah. super duper intriguing, um, and it's really fun because it's all about like how smart and clever um, Sabrina and Daphne are. And all of that really awesome stuff. That's cool. It's fun to have stories like that. Yeah. So this is another book you picked out. 
It's called The Girl Who Drank the Moon by Kelly Barnhill. And can you tell me, like, really short, what is the book about? So the book is about this girl who's named Luna. Um, and she... She is a... She's sort of like a fairy or something magical? No, but she has magical powers. Okay. From the moon. Um, and she lives... Um, funny she lives with a dragon Mm -hmm. and a swamp monster (laughs) (laughs) and then a witch so so it's like and as she gets a little gets to be a teenager her magic emerges i think she starts to become magical and so the story is about like what happens as she comes into her magic Mm -hmm. and this is another book that has a character that is a brown-skinned girl and so that's also really important to us that we have books and it should be important for everybody whether you are a black girl brown girl mixed girl white girl it's really important that we all read stories about people of all different backgrounds Mm -hmm. yep so um i want to pull out this other book here which is a a, also a nonfiction book it's a biography of somebody who you think is inspiring who's this lori hernandez Who's Lori Hernandez? Lori Hernandez is a gold medal winning Olympic um, gymnast and a Dancing with the Stars champion. <laughs> and did you like this book? Yeah, it was really fun. Um, it's all about like all of the challenges that she had to get through and all the things that happened um, while she was competing mm. and doing all of these things. Yeah. And what's it called? It's called I Got This to Golden Beyond. Cool. So that was a fun book. And I know when you first got that, you read it a lot of times. Yeah. So this one here is an older story that I think I found like in a used bookstore somewhere. And it's called Taiwo and Her Twin. And I was particularly interested in this because um, Taiwo is a name for a twin in the Yoruba language. And in our family, we have the Yoruba culture and and uh, religious practice in our family th- um, through your dad and through me. And so I thought, how awesome would it be to have a book about that <laughs> culture? Do you want to tell us a little bit about what this story is about? Yeah, so Taiwo and her twin is about um, this girl who's named Taiwo and her twin, Kainde. Um, and they're in their village and... Um, they find out that this school is being built and Taiwo really wants to go to school. She wants to learn. She's really smart. And then she finds out that only her brothers are allowed to go to the school. And um, what she does is um, she convinced her brother, her, um, her he twin, teaching kind her, right? kind of, um, to teach her how to write and how to read and spell. And um, then at the end, after um, she caught a turkey with her twin and then it kept on escaping, um, she had then thought up a plan after it escaped again on how to get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the... And all of the people in the town were so impressed. Um, and her father, um, her father didn't know that she had learned how to write. 
mm-hmm. and how to read. Yeah. Um, and she was the only girl in the family, or even the village, who knew how to And did write, eventually, read. did he let her go to school? So eventually, after she had showed him, um, um, they secretly um, got all of the things, and then on market day, they got all of the things, mm-hmm. and then they showed her. Oh, the uniform and, and stuff. And so she, she was it. super happy. And then at the end, she gets to go to school with her brother. Yeah. So this book takes place, like, it was written in the six, 1960s, and it might even take place earlier than that. So it's not like a contemporary book, but it was when a first school was built in that area. So it was pretty cool. So I want to just mention a couple other books. Um, what's this one? This one's Ivy and Bean. And these are from when you were a little bit younger. They're sort of like a, a starting out chapter book. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're about two young girls who are best friends. And they're really different, right? Yeah. Ivy loves ballet and being fancy and pretty. And she wants to be, well, not pretty, but like she loves being fancy. Um, and she wants, to, she wanted to be a witch when she gets older. Um, and then Bean um, has short hair. She's, she loves being crazy. She loves sports. She loves being active and outside and getting dirty and stuff and so these are it's also a series of books about their adventures they end up being neighbors and people would think that they're not like likely friends because they're so different but they actually have like awesome crazy adventures and Mm -hmm. they're like i think those were some early cool girl power books for you yeah 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 so there's a couple other books that we just got that we haven't read yet um one of them is called jupiter storm marty by marty dumas and one is called nadia knox and the eye of zinnia and we got these because we were actually looking for more books that had black and brown characters in them and we found these and the stories sounded really interesting so we might have to have you do a little uh review of these books after you read them yeah these are new ones yeah so before we go we can't leave without talking to you about food for a second. <laughs> so the beyond all of these awesome girl power books, you read a lot of cookbooks. Definitely. <laughs> so you are my daughter. Yeah. Food is like a central part <laughs> of our lives. Um, this is a really cool book called Kid Chef, the Foodie Kids Cookbook. And it's by Melina Hammer and up with a forward by Bryant Terry, who is an amazing um, chef who wrote Afro Vegan and a bunch of other cool books. And you... This is like a cool kid cookbook. Can you tell me a couple of the recipes that you really liked in here? So one of my favorite recipes is um, a Dutch baby. Um, And it's kind of like a thick pancake. Mm. It's cooked like in a pan, kind of like a a thick, bubbly on the edges, crispy on the edges pancake. And And what about this one? This one is a minty avocado melon mix. Mm. So... It's fried cheese with like a minty dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's um, cantaloupe um, balls um, scooped all over it and avocado mm. all over it. Yum. And so this is like a Latino uh, fresh white frying cheese, which you've yeah. had sometimes. You yeah, really like it's that? It's really good. It's super good. Cool. So, Tomi, I am so excited about um, you coming on and talking about all Mm. these books. Um, You know, yesterday, I want to give a shout out to a group in Waterbury called My Reflection Matters, because 
is very timely. Yesterday, I met some folks from that organization up in Waterbury, Connecticut, and they have a um, program and resource website where they have been putting together books that are for black and brown, centered around black and brown kids and history and culture. And the whole point is to have books that rep- that represent people who are not usually represented in American books. So um, I want to shout them out. People can check out their website. And if you want to find all the books that we talked about today, you can go to thetableunderground.com. That'll be up later today. And you can follow us uh, on social media and check out our podcast on iTunes and other sites. And we will have photos of Miss Tomi Sela, as well as all of these books and links to them on the website. And Tomi, is there anything else that you want to tell kids about um, how to, like, what would be fun for summer reading? Um, not not really. really. Yeah. Is there, like, a first book you think they should start with of all these books? I think Strong is the New Pretty. Yeah. That's, like, a pretty good book, especially because they're, you want, like, a book that doesn't have too many words. Um, that's definitely a good book, has amazing pictures. So, yeah. Awesome. Cool. And so if you don't have money to buy these books, you should bring the list into your library and see if they can get them for you. We've done that before, and our librarian has often gotten books in. Then we take them out and borrow them, and then other people get to use them too, which is super cool. So, Tomi, thank you so much for pulling out all these amazing book um, recommendations for people and for sharing all of your really wonderful thoughts about them. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye, Chica. Bye, Mom. (laughs) This is The Table Underground, and I'm your host, Tegan Engel. You're listening to WNHH 103.5 FM.